Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Divorce the First Six. I'm Peter Maestri. I'm going to be your host, and today we have the pleasure of being with Michael Raman. And am I saying that correctly, Michael? Perfect. Awesome. All right. And who Michael is, is that he's a distinction-based coach. And if you don't know what that means, that means that he focuses on in the areas of performance, um, relationship, and also money-making. So he covers those areas. He's also uh, been divorced for about 10 years, and he has two kids, but not with his, um, not with the wife that we're going to be talking about. So without further ado, Michael, walk us through what was your first six months like? Hey, Peter, it's so great to be here in, in, in this conversation with you. Um, the first six months, can I touch on a little bit like what led to the divorce, like that space of it as well? This is awesome. whatever you want to say, man. It's all welcomed. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Uh, I remember we were having a lot of uh, fighting about money. Mm-hmm. By the way, later on, I did some research and found out that the number one reason why relationships or marriages don't work out is because they fight about money. So um, at least that's what I, when I looked it up, that's what I saw, right? And it made sense because that was the one stress factor of our relationship or our marriage. We just constantly fought over, over money. I remember she had gone on a, on a business trip and we were fighting a little bit. Uh, and when she came back, she had said that she met somebody. And I remember exactly where we were, Peter. I was, we were at, in Pasadena at the Starbucks, sitting right there. And she's right in front of me. And she's like, I met somebody. And I was like, oh, she doesn't love me. And, but, but you know what's crazy? After she said she met somebody, she also said, I want to work this out with you. She's like, I met somebody on the trip, but I want, you know, I've been thinking about us and I really want us to work, you know, I want to work this out with you. Yeah. But what I heard was she met somebody and I was in reaction mode. I was really not there anymore at that moment. What was there was this thought that's like, oh, she met somebody. How could she? I'm betrayed. This isn't going to work out. I'm out of here. So what I did was I started to be like, you know what? I want I'm going to move out. I don't want to be in this relationship. I don't think this is going to work out. We need time off. We need time out. And I want out. So she was like, are you sure? She was kind of like a little bit flabbergasted that I completely went north. So I was like, yep, I was determined. So the next three, four days, you would find me going to work, coming home, and putting all of my stuff in boxes. And it was the fourth day. That was my final day. I had already found a place. I was ready to move out. And uh, the, the fourth day, I remember I sat in my temporary bed. That's not my bedroom because she's in there. And that night she didn't come home. And I remember thinking to myself, huh, she didn't come home. I wonder where she is. And for just in that moment was the first time since that initial conversation with her in front of Starbucks it was like I woke up. I realized what I had done. I realized the consequences of my, of my action and what I said and what I was doing. 
And it was, it was a, literally like I woke up from this dream. When she didn't come home that night, that's when it, all of it hit me. And uh, I was just like, I, I was like, I'm crazy. What am I doing? This is my marriage. I've been with her for nine years at this point, uh, five and a half years married. So, and, you know, we had a beautiful relationship and I have the highest regard for this woman. She is a re- an absolutely extraordinary woman. And she, for the most part, bought the, brought the best out of me. So she didn't come home. I tried reaching her, no communication back. And so the next day I ended up moving out because that's what I said I was going to do. And that's what was expected of me. So I moved out and, um, for the next week, maybe next 10 days, almost every other day, I sent her flowers. I sent her emails. I sent her letters. I called her, left her messages. I was trying to get her back. But um, what I found out later on was that she had moved on. When I said to her, I'm moving on, this is it. She, in that moment, decided, okay, well, then she had to protect herself. So she, for her, mentally, emotionally was like, okay, well, I need to distance myself. And she emotionally moved on. So what was it like for you when you were inside that moment? Like you just found out, by the way, I can totally relate to you. So for me, it's like when somebody says I met somebody or something like that, I wouldn't, I don't think I would have the capacity to hear something else uh, unless it was presented in a different fashion. But when somebody says I met somebody and they just came from a trip, you know, that's, and I'm not saying that to to agree or disagree with you, just to basically say that I understand your what happened there. Yeah. Uh, something similar happened to me, but not with not with the relationship portion. So, mm-hmm. in that moment, what had you decide that when you when you look at it now and you go back to that moment, what would you do differently? Oh, I would have done a few things differently. You know, I would have heard the full conversation. Mm-hmm. And I would be, I would be more interested in what was going on with her. I would be more interested in what was not working about the relationship. You know, I was only interested in how I was feeling and what I was saying in my head, which is, oh, this, you're violated, you violated our relationship. You met somebody? Oh, hell no, I'm out of here. That's the reaction. That was the world I was in. But in retrospect, it would have been like, well, tell me what's going on. First of all, who did you meet? Where? I want the details. Like, this is crazy that you just went on a couple of day trip and you met somebody. Okay. Tell me more about that. <laughs> and it just kind of like get more interested in her world and what's it been like for her? What's not working? And, and uh, start to maybe even get support from outside. You see, one of the things I never did when I was in the relationship is get outside support. I always try to solve it on my own, try to figure it out on my own. Yeah. And, you know, it's a one dimensional thinking in my head. Um, and it's all based on what I already know. So there was nothing new I was bringing into the own conversation. So I was very much stuck in my own world and I just didn't reach out. And I think that was one of the, one of the bigger pitfalls in, in, I think, any relationship looking back now, having done that, yeah. having put in structures. Uh, but definitely for me back then is not getting the support I needed to be able to do something new, say something new, to take new actions, which are all the things that was required for me to be able to work it out with her, you know, or have some power in that, in that initial uh, conversation. So 
I moved out, you know, it was me, my clothes, my TV and my little Chihuahua, you know, my little Chihuini uh, Lily, my dog. Um, that's who moved out. And I really did my best to try to get her back. And um, she wasn't having it. Um, I, I, Peter, I got to tell you, man, I, I don't think I've ever cried as much as I cried in that period of my life. I, I've never, it wasn't just that the relationship didn't work out. I was, <clears throat> I really got to a point in my life, I was 30 at the time where I looked in the mirror and I knew I was bankrupt. That I am running out of people to blame in my life. You know, I had 14 Facebook friends at the time. That relationship was pretty much all I had. I had invested in like all of myself in. And when that didn't work out and I, here I am creating my own Facebook profile for the first time. And I'm like, I have 14 friends and nine of them are family. <laughs> I just realized how alone I've and how isolated I've made my, myself and my, my life. And without her, even all of her friends defriended me and it, it linked in all her friends defriended me. I'm like, what is going on? I really felt for the first time alone. And, you know, I have my family and stuff, but I was so hurt. I didn't want to impose too much on them. So I'm, again, trying to figure it all out in my own head. <clears throat> um, so what was the road to recovery? I think for me, I, I first had to look in the mirror. And this was probably the first time in a long time I had a conversation with myself. And I said, you know, this isn't working, Michael. We got to make some changes. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference. <laughs>